Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. It's our hope that the next few moments lead you closer to Jesus, encourage you to grow, and equip you to exist for those not yet here. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that we can bring you fresh content every week as you continue in your walk with Christ. be with you. Uh, we're going to start a new sermon series today uh, at both of our campuses that we're going to go through for the next five weeks called Seasons. Seasons. And uh, New Year is a great time to dream about things that are coming up. Anybody have any exciting things happening this year in their life? Uh, maybe you're a senior and you're graduating from uh, high school or college. You've you got a dream college that you're planning on going to. Like you are more than likely going to get accepted. You're going to graduate it's, it's going to be good. Uh, anybody have a dream vacation set up? Like you're going, nobody. Okay, man, your year's going to suck, right? And so, <laughs> got a dream vacation. Go on, go on vacation, like summer, summer tropical. I'm, I'm, I celebrated 20 years with my wife this last uh, October. And so we didn't go away in October because we have kids and they had sports. And so we're going to go away sometime, hopefully February, March. And we're looking, man, what, where, where is it over 75 degrees, never rains, never, never, you know, never, never does any bad weather, sunny all the time, no kids. Where can we go like that? And so we're looking there, got a vacation coming up. Some of you are going to have a baby this year. That's exciting. Some of you getting married. Some of you, this is, the, this is a new year. This is an opportunity for you to meet the person. You got any single people in here? Put your hand up if you're single. Just wave it. Just wave it around really tall. Church is a great place to meet somebody, right? And I know somebody that can marry you, right? And so, uh, and so you're going to marry, meet somebody, maybe get married. Uh, some of you are going to play, play a varsity sport for the first, first time. Some of you high school kids in here. Uh, some of you are going to finish, uh, even maybe you have a sixth grade and you're going to finish. You're, gonna go, you're going into seventh grade next year, junior high or whatever. There's things that are going to happen this year that are exciting. Some of you are going to lose weight. Anybody going to lose weight here today, this year? You're going to get in shape. You're getting back into fighting shape, right? Like, going to get back into shape. All these amazing things, dreams, expectations, goals, New Year stuff, right? But let me just, the New Year might also bring some rough times. You might have some loss. You might, you might get a bad prognosis from the doctor. You might get something in your body you didn't know was there. It might be growing right now. Uh, you might not get accepted into that college that you thought you would get accepted into. Like you, you, might have, you might have applied, you have the grades, you get passed over for somebody's kid that their, their parent teaches there, and so you can't go to that college, you got to go to your third choice, and some of you aren't going to meet anybody this year. You're going to be alone this time next year again. I, I hate to say it to you, right? Some of you, your marriage isn't going to be better next, next year than it is right now. Like, it's pretty good right now, but it's not going to get better, right? Some of you, uh, you have a relationship with somebody that you're really close with, but in this year, there's going to be a, a strain. Like, you're going to go through some things. I'm a pastor, and I, I love, what I love to do is I love to start the new year by telling you the best is yet to come. You ever, you ever hear that in church? I promise you, the best is yet to come. And I wish I could say that for everybody, but the truth is, some of you, the worst is yet to come. Some of you, this, this year is going to bring really difficult moments in your life. Like, for some of us, we're going to go through some some things that we weren't ready to go through. And here's the problem with, with, with church people, specifically church people, is those moments tend to confuse us. Like, we'll sing that song anyway. You, ever, like, you, you get the message of that song? Anybody get the message of that song? You tracking with me? The message is, whatever comes my way this year, 
I'm going to praise you anyway. Not just in church when the beat's dropping and the band's singing good and the lights are flashing. I'm a, when I'm at home by myself and I get a bad report and I, I go through some things in my, in my, in my school and I, I feel like God's forgotten me and I'm waiting on God way longer than I want to wait on God, and I get a bad medical report, and I lose my job, and I go through the life, you know, life circumstances. In those moments, what am I going to do? I'm going to praise you anyway. So what I want to do is I want to get you prepared uh, for life in this next, these next four weeks. So I call this sermon series Seasons. I think a lot of Christians are like, I've been watching a lot of movies. I don't know about somebody's like, what did you do over the break? I watch TV. <laughs> I watch all sorts of movies. I watch a Shaq documentary. He's probably, if I could hang out with anybody besides Jesus, it would be Shaq. And so uh, I watch a Shaq documentary. I watch the Elvis movie. Anybody like Elvis in here? Go ahead. I watched that. It was an incredible movie. I'm like, I didn't know any of that about Elvis, right? And so I watched the Elvis movie. I watched the Edgar Allan Poe movie last night. That was kind of weird. And so... Uh, and uh, watch all, the, all these movies. Uh, I, I, I'm, a big, I'm big into like uh, adventure and, and war movies and things like that and, you know, sail, all, all that stuff. And so I was thinking about uh, sailing, right? And so I was thinking about the explorers that, sh- that sailed over the ocean from new to new lands. And I was thinking oftentimes when they left port, they would leave port on, on a sunny day, right? Like they would, it would be sunny. It would, seagulls would be chirping and, 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 and everything would look peaceful. But if that was all they were be prepared for, they would have never made it to the new land. In that boat that they had, they had prepared for all different types of scenarios. There might be heavy rains, or uh, there might be massive waves, or there, there might be whales. Or, there, there's gonna, you're going to go through some stuff on your way to, to, the, to the new land. And oftentimes for us, like we, we like to live in a season where everything's peaceful, but we, we're not fully aware spiritually that for you to get to where God is calling you to go, you got to go through some, some things. You got to be prepared. And so if I was thinking, if I could use a, 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 a definition or an understanding of this sermon series, I would just tell you, this is what I would call a Patagonia sermon series. You know what I'm talking about? You know the outdoors people that are prepared for everything? <laughs> they go to that store and maybe you're not a Patagonia person. You're a little bit more financially, you know, responsible or whatever, or, you know, cheap. And you, you go to Costco, you get the 32 degrees. Sure, you know what I'm talking about? Jackie, you put it on, it's $20. You get six of them, right? And so every color, right? And you double them up. If you get a little older and cold, you just double those things up so you're good for negative 64 degrees. And so, like, you're just, you're just prepared. Like, I just want to get you prepared uh, to go through these different life moments because your year is not going to be perfect. It's not going to work out the way you want it to work out. And here's, here's the, what Satan wants to happen is he wants to knock you off of your spiritual journey. He wants to bring some type of situation into your life that is a proverbial physical blow to who God is calling you to be and knock you off course. And I just want to remind you that life is all about seasons. Life is all about seasons. In fact, this is what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He's telling him as he's about to die, Timothy is his, somebody he's mentored. He's saying, here, here's some advice for you. Here's what I want you to understand. He says this. He says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Now, he's talking to a pastor, and here's what he's saying. I've heard this verse my whole life. You're not always going to be on a stage. You're not, you're not always going to be standing in front of people. You're, sometimes you're just going to be in the middle of a supermarket. Like You need to be prepared to share God, 
both on the platform and off the platform. You need to act like you're, you're a Christian, both on the platform, are you tracking with me? And off the platform, like you can put, put it on up here when the lights come on, but if you cut somebody off, flip them off and curse them out, they're probably not gonna come to church the next week. And so you need to be prepared to represent Christ in season and out of season. You can take that and you can spread that all the way across your life. You can, you can apply that. You need to be prepared for every season of your life. You're going to go through seasons. So let me, this week, I just want to, I want to build a foundation. I want to build a foundation biblically of, of seasons. And then I'm going to spend the next four weeks and I'm going to walk you through specifically four different types of seasons that you will go through. But here's the first thing I want to talk to you about today. I want to build this foundation. Number one is this, embracing seasons. Seasons are a part of this life. Seasons are a part of this life. We got any Florida people here? I love Florida. Why we love Florida? It's no snow for the most part. 2023 there was, I think, cold down there, something like that, pipes bursting. A little bit of hell is what we call that, right? And so, but for the most part, Florida's beautiful, right? Like it's, it's, it's nice, people go there, you wear your Hawaiian shirts, you wear your short shorts, you wear your Ray-Bans, like you, you soak up the sun. People go there in the winter, they get away from this weather, they, they go there. Why do people love Florida so much? We like, we like warmth. We like paradise. We, we, like, we like good weather. We, we like when it's perfection. We like to send people pictures on Facebook or whatever we do now while we're down there, while they're up in the freezing cold, telling them basically, my life's better than your life right now, right? Humble brag. Like we, we like when we're in nice weather. We prefer it. We, we want it. And, and sometimes I think in life we begin to understand spirituality through that same context. We want paradise. We want it to be perfect. We want it to be easy. If God is for us, nothing bad is going to happen in our lives. Suffering is for Satan and hard times and difficult times and scary times. That's not God. God is good and God's going to get me through and God's never going to bring that. And if God is for it, it's not going to be hard. You step out, everything works out. It's like dominoes. You hit the first one and God just knocks everyone down after that. That's how God is supposed to work. And then you begin to follow God and you realize that's not how it works. There's different seasons in my life. There's moments where, where I, I'm going through suffering and there's moments. You ever been in a moment in a season where it feels like God's not even there? Like, can we be that honest in this church or are we going to just act like it's, no, he's, I always feel him. I'm a pastor and sometimes I'm like, I'm going so fast and I'm talking so much about God, but I'm like, God, are you even with me right now? You ever been reading the Bible when it feels like you're, you're reading, but there's, it's just you? That season where it's stagnant and you're just kind of waiting around? Okay, God, I asked you to do this, and it hasn't happened. The season of suffering, uh, the season where God's calling you to step out into something that's terrifying, the season where stuff's going well, the season where stuff is going wrong. But I'm just going to let you know that seasons are part of this life. That's why I think we, as Northeasterners, live in the most biblical spot in America. There's many reasons that we are closest to God, right? Eagles, stuff like that, right? I just got a ding on my phone. Jalen Hurts is starting today, right? Confirmation. I felt revival through my sin. Anointings coming out, right? Put my phone down. We have all seasons. We got, we got fall. We got winter. We got, we got, we got spring. We got, we got summer. We got we got all seasons. We're going through all, all seasons. There's people, they're soft. They just want to go through winter and, or, or, or summer and a little bit of spring and maybe a little bit of fall, but no winter for us. But the truth is, spiritually speaking, 
as a Christian, you're going to go through all seasons in your life. Every season is a part of this life. In fact, watch what it says in Genesis 8. Now, this is physically talking about the world, but it's going to show you a spiritual principle. Watch what he says. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, what do they do? They never cease. I wish they would. I wish I could tell you you're not going to bleed this year. You're not going to lose this year. You're not going to suffer this year. You're not going to be called to start some year. It's going to be smooth still. And you're following God. Everything's going to be easy. But the Bible tells us in Genesis 8, until the Lord comes back, there's going to be times you're going to plant. There's going to be times you're going to harvest. There's going to be times it's going to be night. There's going to be times it's going to be day. There's going to be times it's going to be cold. There's going to be times that it's going to feel great in, in, in your life. I bet if I took a survey both here in Montgomeryville and I said, how many of you, man, life is good right now. There'll probably be some of you. We don't want to know. We don't care. Right? You ever, you know, talk about if you're in a bad season, somebody else in a good season, you're like, I don't care. But some of you were in a good season. You had a great Christmas. Great Christmas, man. Montgomeryville, you, 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 you had a great family time. You went on a trip. You, it, it actually was like the pictures you took. Like your kids were actually fun to be around. And like, and like you, you made dinner and it turned out well. And you hung out with your parents and you, your family is close. And you like most of your siblings, right? And like you had a really good Christmas break. And you had a great year, right? You're coming off a promotion. The, the economy's recessing, but you're just going up. It's like you're on Hercules at Dorney Park. You're just going up and 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 you're everything is good like you you you're you're in high school you're getting great grades you got a you got a great relationship you 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 you're going to a great college your parents are proud of you right like, like the stuff like that you're you're in junior high I'm trying to get you're you're in junior high and you made the varsity team at junior high in the middle school and like stuff is going well for you like you got an award everything's going well and we are happy for you but we just don't want to know it right now and others of you, life is awful right now. If you're honest, financially awful, uh, relationally awful, you're in a situation where uh, uh, you didn't think you would be in that situation, you didn't get accepted to the school you thought you were going to accept it to, your boyfriend, your girlfriend just broke up with you, you thought it was going to work out, but it didn't work out, your kids, you're not that close with them right now, if you're honest, you planned out Christmas, and you had all these things, and your kids are teenagers, and they ruined it. You spent most of it angry. You watch TV like I did maybe just to get away from reality. And then you're like, I'm just going to watch TV. Like your life just wasn't that, that good. Some of you in, in other seasons where if you're honest, it, it, it just feels like what's the use? You come to church every week. You, you seek the face of the Lord. Nothing changes. You read his word. The Bible says knock and the door will be open. Seeking you will find. But all you found is Nothing. Some of you, uh, God's asked you to start something towards the end of 2022, and you stepped out in it, but when you stepped out in it, it felt like you stepped down. And you're walking in it, and you thought it was going to be a lot easier than you thought it was, but it actually feels like you've gone backwards. And you've had to give, give up some things that you had, some comfort that you had, and it feels like everybody else is getting farther, faster than you, and you've gone backwards just a little bit. And you don't understand it, because if with God, he's just supposed to promote, 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 move you, move you, move you. That's what it said at the Christian bookstore, the best is yet to come. And I just want you to understand, seasons are apart, ups and downs, cold and hot. Dark days and light days, they are a part of this life that we live on this side of eternity. In fact, Solomon tells us, and he got it, man. He lived every bit of life that you are ever going to live. 
Anything you experience on this side of eternity, he was there and he did that. And here's what he says in Ecclesiastes 3. He says, there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn, and there's a time to dance. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. I like this, especially from the Northeast. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I like the refraining, right? And so a time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to man. A time to be silent and a time to speak. Somebody highlight that, right? It's not always time for you to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. You are going to go through seasons in your life. Here's, here's a few things I want you to re- remind yourself as you're going through seasons. First thing is this. Uh, it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. And here's why this is important. Because if you convince yourself that it is so good, and the Lord asks you to leave something. So let me just make this really practical. Somebody in this place, you're dating somebody. Maybe you're in Montgomeryville. Maybe everybody here is, is fine. Montgomeryville. And you're dating somebody you should not date. They are not who God has intended for you. They are not God's best. And you have, you have let them go. You broke up with them. I'm going to go do this. And you stepped out. And it feels like you've gone backwards because now you're by yourself and you're alone. And at least you had companionship. And if you don't convince yourself it's not as good as I thought it was, and you're looking forward and you're trying to move towards the person God has for you in the future, and it feels like you're in a valley, and you are convinced it was better than I thought it was, what are you going to do? You're going to pick up the phone and go back. Hey, I think I made a mistake. I was lonely. At least I'm not lonely anymore. I was, I was by myself. At least I'm not. I didn't like you. Your breast stunk, but, I, but it's better than nothing, right? It's not as good as you thought it was. And let me just, it's not as bad as you think it is. And he, here's why this is so, some of you are like, no, it's so bad. Well, here, you serve the one who dominated and dictated eternity. So even if you lose your life, it's so bad that it costs you your physical life on this side of eternity. The Bible says that you will forever live with Jesus in a place where you're going to be really alive, a place called heaven. Now, we don't talk about this enough. We talk about Jesus. We love him. Give us a good life. We're Americans. Bless us. But Jesus didn't come for the temporary. Jesus came to fix our forever problem. So it's never as good and it's never as bad. And here's something else you need to remind yourself. Seasons come and seasons go. How many of you know it's going to be winter? It's winter's coming. Like it, it's winter. It's winter. You guys know that? It's, it's, it's winter. I just feel in my spirit. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a farmer's almanac guy. I'm not a Carhartt guy. I'm not an outdoorsman. I, 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 don't, I don't go hunting. I don't do anything. I don't know anything about the weather, but I just feel like those winter's going to be bad this year. Anybody else have that feeling? Like I feel like it's our time, right? Like we haven't, we haven't got hammered. So winter's going to, I think for me, I'm like, okay, here comes the winter. But no matter how bad winter is, is winter going to be here forever? Come on, you gotta preach with me, second service. I'm gonna look in the middle, right? Because I haven't been, I can feel it. It's just awkward, you're so close, right? And so it's gonna pass, and spring's gonna come, and some of us are gonna complain about it's not long enough, it didn't bud enough, right? All this other stuff. And no matter what, eventually spring's gonna happen, and then what comes after spring? Summer. And no matter how good your summer is, no matter how many endless summer posters you have in your house because you think you're cool and you're a surfer, but you're not because you grew up in Boyertown, <laughs> guess what comes after summer? Fall, man. And every fall, no matter how much I like it, no matter how much I want it to be there, crap starts falling on the ground. 
Every year, I hate it more. Just, it just, just falls. It's just there. I come up with a new routine. To seasons come and seasons go. I, this, this, during Christmas, a, a friend of mine from college started a Facebook group. And uh, this is how you know I'm old, because I'm talking about Facebook and Facebook group. And he invited everybody who graduated around the years that I did. So from like 1998 to 2007-ish. Um, I graduated in four years. It sounds like I'm Tommy Boy there. But he said, <laughs> to be part of this group, right? Somebody's like, he goes to school for eight years? Yeah, I'm a doctor. And so... <laughs> And so, uh, anyway, so it come to this group, and people started uploading pages, but it's a, it's a private group, so people can be real on it. So they uploaded pictures of themselves, and you know, sometimes you're like, who is that? And they put a yearbook picture beside them, and you're like, this did not go well for you, right? Like, this, <laughs> these last 20 years have been hard. And then they start to up, update what their life, and you, it, it's, it's seasons. Some of them had a hard time having kids. They had to adopt and foster. Some of them uh, worked at a church and no longer work at church, been through seasons of hurt. Some of them have been divorced. Some of them are remarried. Like some of them are single. Some of them, we have, I have friends that they lost people that graduate. They've lost loved ones. Like it's seasons. There's not, there's not, it's not like a page of beat group people where they're like, life has been amazing. We graduated and it's been up, up, up. No matter what you're, it's like, no, man, this has been hard. There's, there's been seasons. Like I went into ministry and I, I quit because people are crazy, right? And like, and then I tried to get married and that didn't work out. And, and then we tried to have kids and we tried, it didn't work out and we adopted. And now somebody like, pray for, I have a teenager, a drive. You talk about a season, right? Of suffering. And so like you're going through seasons, seasons, they, they, they come and they, and, they, and they go. So let me just give you two more thoughts. Number two is this, all seasons then, all seasons, all seasons are from God. Every season you go through, as long as you are fully following Jesus Christ, they're from God. Now, sometimes we bring ourselves into moments because we're trying to do life on our own and we're being stupid. Don't blame God for that. Right? That's like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute and dying and asking God, why didn't you save me? There's moments you go through things in life where God's like, if you would just stop. You ever been there with your kid? If you would just stop and let me handle this, we could do something with this. But there's other times in your life, because here's the, oftentimes think, okay, I'm going to follow God, everything's going to be perfect. And I'm just going to let you know, uh, in my life, in my own experience, there's times I think it would be easier to not follow God. Temporarily. Like in the temporary, it would be easier for me to not fully follow God. It would be, it would be more happy in those moments. And so I got to remind myself as I'm following God and seeking his will, every season that I'm going through is from God. Here's what the Bible says in Luke 18. I love it. It says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. Here's what he's saying. You keep calling me good, but you don't think I'm God. But if you call me good, you're calling me God because God is good. You ever hear the old time preachers? They'll get their, their church all fired up. The organ will start coming. They'll be like, God is good all the and all the time, God is. There you go. Middle session. God is good all the And God is, or all the time, God is. Right? Like, and they just get people. I remember one preacher just said it over and over and over again until we believed it. God is good all the time. And all the time. So if you're looking at it and you don't see good, you're missing God. But just because he's good all the time doesn't mean all the time that it's easy or perfect or according to your will. And here's the problem. Oftentimes, we go through things in our lives and we see them in, 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 in part. We just, we just see part of it, but we judge it in full. 
We see just a part. I'm just going, I see, I see, okay, I see what God's doing. I don't see how it's going to end up. And here's what I do. I judge it in full. I go, okay, God's not in the picture. God's not in control. God doesn't know what he's doing. And here's what happens. You get into a difficult season and spiritual seasonal depression sets in. People are, I'm like seasonally depressed. I'm like, why? I don't like the cold. Nobody likes the cold. What do, you, what do you mean you're seasonally depressed? Well, it, it, and spiritual, we get, people get seasonally depressed. I'm in this season, I'm seasonally depressed. Here's the problem. When you're constantly seasonally depressed in your life, it's oftentimes connected to a person that is spiritually suppressed. And here's what I mean. You're not maturing in your faith, and you still think that if God is for you, everything's going to be easy. You, you are going to go through seasons in your life, and all seasons are from God. And I want to remind you, I've, I've told this to our church for the last 15 years, just because you're going through something that feels bad to you doesn't mean it's bad for you. It doesn't mean it, it, it's, it's, bad, it's, bad, it's bad for you. There's things you're going to go through that God's going to allow you to go through because he's actually good. I'll give you an example. Every one of us ha- that has kids is going to let our kids down at some point. I started letting my kid down, my first one down, when he was a little over one years old. Up to that point, I think I was like a, I was like a good dad, right? And uh, one day in church, and I've told you some of this story before, one day in church, he fell on a chair in the nursery and he needed stitches. Now, I, I like to go back to this story because it reminds me how far that we've come. When we first started Journey, we had no money. It was a season. We couldn't afford rockers or gliders in the nursery. The only thing we had to put for for moms or ladies to sit in the nursery and hold our babies was chairs that you're sitting on like that. If you ever pull those chairs apart, you'll notice on the sides they have two little brackets like this. They're metal. They're not child safe. But we couldn't afford to be child safe, and so we put them in the nursery. It was God's sovereign ability to uh, enable it to be my son and not somebody else's son falling on that chair. And so he fell one day on that chair, cut his head open, had an extra mouth. And uh, I saw my wife run out as I was preaching. It was super awkward, right? And uh, run out. And so I called her. I said, what's happening? Carter needs stitches. He's at the Pasadena Hospital. So I went to the Pasadena Hospital, went into the emergency room, and he had the little guy sitting there. He was, he was so, super happy. He had this big extra mouth. Every time he talked, this thing extra moved. It was super weird. And so, and he was super happy. And it was over. He was no longer crying. It was fine. Let's, let's go. But we understood, hey, we want him to get married someday. This is going to be weird if he has two mouths, right? And so... I don't want him in my house till he's 37 years old, right? And so I'm like, we had to get him stitches. So we took him back to this doctor, and the doctor put him in a girdle. You guys know what I'm talking about? This little girdle, and strapped him in. And as he started to do this, this procedure on him, my son looked at me for the very first time with eyes that said, I don't trust you. You ever been there? Why are you letting this happen to me? If you were good, you wouldn't let this happen to me. But I, as a father that was good, what was I saying? No, this don't feel good to you, but this is good for you because you're not going to have two mouths and somebody's going to marry you someday. So we're going to go through a little bit of pain in this season. And and then it was funny. He got out of it. He cried so much. He fell asleep in the car. He woke up about six hours later out of his crib and he had completely forgot about it because seasons come and seasons go. All seasons are from God. Let me just give you one, one more thought. One more thought. Every season then has a reason in your life. And we're going to explore this together. Every season you go through. You ever been in church and they have these well-read often verses in church where you hear them so many times, but you don't even believe them? Or you use these verses, you say it to people when they're going through stuff, but then when you're going through it yourself, you're like, don't tell me that. 
You ever been there? One of the most uh, well often recited verses in scripture when you're going through something to remind yourself is in Romans chapter 8. And what does it say? Paul says it. He says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What does he say? And we know. What he's saying is, I already know this. I've experienced this. I've watched God do this. My life hasn't been easy. If you don't know anything about Paul, sometimes we read the Bible and we don't, we don't really even think about what he's been through. But following Jesus and the plan for his life cost Paul everything. He was a well-respected religious man in the Jewish faith. He was well-versed. He was set up for, for success. He was going to be a leader in the temple. Uh, he had learned under Gamaliel, which was the, like a, you think about the professors that you had in college with the, the, the degree that you went for. If you were a religious leader, Gamaliel was the, was the man. Like he had learned in Gamaliel's school. Uh, he, 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 was, he was going towards that. And the Lord saved him. And when he followed the Lord, he went through all sorts of moments, ups and downs, highs and lows, difficulty. Eventually he would be in prison in Rome and he would be beheaded by Nero. This is, this is who wrote this. Yeah, I've been through stuff. And he says this, and he says it from, from a perspective where he understood it. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who have been called according to the purposes of Jesus Christ. We, we, we know this. And I just want to remind you, because sometimes as you're going through life, it's easy to read that. You see that on a coffee mug, you flip it the other way, you're worried about it, the coffee's good. But I want you to go back to Romans 8 all the time. Romans 8, what does it say? We know everything that we go through is going to work out for good. The sweet seasons, the sour seasons, the sucky seasons, the stuck seasons, the, the, the seasons that feel overwhelming, the seasons where God is silent. Every season of your life, we know if we trust God that it's going to be for our good, ultimately for his glory. So we're going to open it up over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about what the season of, of winter looks like. We'll start with winter because it's winter. Winter's hard. Winter, winter looks like uh, being stuck, stagnation, waiting. Some of you waiting on God. You've been praying, asking him for something. Some of you in a dry, a dry place. What, 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 why do you go through that? Why does God allow you to, to, to go through a season where you feel stuck? What, what, is, he, what is he doing then? What are you supposed to do? Then we'll take a look at spring. That's an exciting time. You get to start something new. How do, you, how do you go through that season? How do you start something new? How, how, what does that look like, right? Then we'll talk about summer. Here's why we're going to talk about summer. I think summer ruins more peak, uh, Christians' spirituality, their lives, than any other season. It's so hard because it represents success. Nothing ruins like success. I've seen this phenomenon in my, in my life. I, I grew up in church. I saw people raise their kids in church, be like, oh, okay, it's successful. I got my kids out of the house. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're not killing anybody. They're successful. And so... And then the kids get out of, out of the house, stop going to church, and then they stop going to church. Success. I've seen other pe- friends get, get a lot of money. They used to come to church all the time, get a lot of money, and then all of a sudden they don't come as much because they don't have to come because they got opportunities to travel more. And traveling, you know, you got to see the world. And uh, you see them kind of just slowly drift away. Nothing ruins like success. So I want to talk because it's from God. It's good. I want success. Anybody else? I want more. 
I want God to bless this church. I want this just to be the beginning. I want God to enlarge the territory. I want, I want him to enlarge our finances. I want him to enlarge everything in my life. Like I want success in my life, but I don't want success to ruin me. And then last, the last week we'll talk about the, the funnest week, which will be suffering. That's the one most Americans don't want to talk about. Like other people in other countries, they get it because they do suffer. Like if you're in China, you, you suffer if you're a Christian. And there's other countries in the world where it's just tough to be a Christian, but not in America. Like I don't want to suffer. I don't want this to be hard. I don't want to go through a dark season. I don't want to walk through the valley, the shadow of death. I want to, I want to sing the song. I want the mug in my house. I want to talk about David killing Goliath. Let's talk about that. Let's not talk about the valley, but there's, there's this benefit to the valley. The Bible says where you decrease, guess who increases? Jesus. Sometimes he takes you through a season of your life where he has to get rid of some stuff in you because you're in the way so that he can increase in your life and take you to the next level of what he wants to take you in. But listen to me, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through stuff. All seasons are from God. And every, some of you are in a season right now, every season has a reason. And I just want to end with this because here's what happens. When you're going through a season, oftentimes it has the ability to destroy your confidence. Your confidence is rooted in trust. So if I can get you back to, to trust, you can get through anything. Like I, I just, I remind myself oftentimes, okay, can I trust God? I don't like this. I'm not happy with the situation. I don't like this arrangement. I don't like these steps, God. I like the escalator, not the steps. You know what I'm talking about? I want to get on the escalator. Just take me up. I don't want to walk up. The, if the escalator is broke, I stay on the first floor. I don't want to work. I don't want to move like that. Like, I don't want to do that. And I got to remind myself, okay, I can trust him. I can have confidence in him. And he, here's, here's, here's the last verse I want to give you as we close. I love this verse. I want you to write this down somewhere as you close. Philippians chapter 1. And I love this verse. I love this book. I love this man. His name's Paul. He writes from a prison. He's about to be beheaded. He writes about uh, joy in Philippians, all these things. Like, he, he's about to die. Here's the kicker. And the reason he's going to die is because he goes back to Rome to preach the gospel. And he knew he was going to die when he left. And so he's writing from a place where he goes, man, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what, how many more days that I have, but I know God is good. And here's what he says. I love this. He says, being confident of this. I'm confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. I love that. I'm confident that God got me here. So he's going to get me there. He's going to see me all the way through in my life. That he who began a good work in me is going to see it through to completion. Amen. Seasons, up, down, hot, cold, planting, reaping, harvesting, whatever the word is. Alone, with somebody, broken up, getting married, going to college, not getting accepted, healthy, sick. What are we going to do? I'm going to praise the Lord anyways. Why? Because I'm confident. I'm confident that he who began a good work is going to carry me on to completion. Would you stand to your feet all over this house? And would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes? And I wonder what season you're in. Let me, let me, let me just, let me just speak with you. Let me just, let me just pretend nobody else is in the room with you for a second. And uh, let me, uh, let me just have you close your eyes, bow your heads, now think about the person to your right or left. And just think about where you're at. What season you in? What moments are you in? What, what are you, what are you struggling with? What are you, what are you going through? Some of you are in a season of, of victory. Like you're on, you're on, you're on top of the mountain. Don't get cocky. Don't get comfortable. 
Don't begin to hold on to it too tight. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, but don't let it go to your head. Some of you are in the season where God's calling you to start something, and it's terrifying. And you started, and you thought it would be a lot easier, like dominoes. Like you kick the first one down, and then the Lord just knocks the rest down. And it feels like you're walking uphill. It feels tiring. It feels exhausting. It's, it's more work than you thought. Keep going. Keep taking steps. Keep moving forward. Some of you have been, been in your quiet time. You've been praying. You've been seeking the face of the Lord. And it just feels like he's far from you right now. And I, one of the things that happens in these moments is if you allow God, he can take you past your feelings. Which when you are a Christian that lives outside your feelings, you almost become untouchable to the tactics of Satan. Because the Bible says you begin to walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith. Faith is, is trust. Trust brings confidence. So I got faith in the one uh, that saved me. I trust him. And because I trust him, I walk confidently through any season that he's called me to. Some of you, if you're honest, man, you're just going through a season where it feels like stuff has just been taken away from you. Just falling. It's just like you relate to that. It, it, Something that you thought was so important in your life. Something that you were holding on to dearly. It's, they're gone. It's gone. And you've wondered what, what's going on. Listen, sometimes God asks you to put down something so that he can bring something better into your life. That is a true principle. Sometimes he asks you to put down something because that something that you have is actually going to destroy and ruin you. Because he loves you, he asks you to put it down, even in the midst of you throwing a fit. Because let's just be honest, some of you like my, my one-and-a-half-year-old son in that girdle. You're just looking up, and you're so disappointed in God. And because God loves you so much, he can handle your disappointment. His plan for you is outside of, of your, your feelings, your emotions, your, your desires. It's perfect. I'm not sure what season you're in, but here, here's, I just want to pray that the Lord would... Fill these rooms with the spirit of confidence. Lord, that I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a, I'm a, I like to play the same song over and over again. Over and over, I want to listen to it. So just when you go home, if you're struggling with confidence, if you're, you don't know what to do, if you're in a season that's overwhelming you, just go home and put that song on anyway. Just play it over and over and over again. You don't need a band to lift your hands. You don't need black seeds in an in a, in a LED video wall to praise. You don't even need to know all the words. Just put your hands up. You close your eyes, you get somewhere by yourself, and you just tell them, God, I'm going to keep going. Every other time in my life, I quit when, the, when, when tough's got, times got tough, when stuff got overwhelmed. But this time, I'm going to keep following you. I'm going to pe keep pursuing you. I'm going to keep developing my faith and my trust and my confidence in you. I'm going to praise you anyway. We're going to walk through. And he he here's my, my belief. We're going to come out, and we're going to be more spiritually mature and more spiritually prepared to face what God has taken us to. That's what life is all about. Life's not about perfection. It's not about peace. It's not about everything being okay all the time. Life is about developing such an intimate relationship with the one that created you. That you're able to walk with him through the ups and downs, highs and lows, the dark days and the bright days, every season of your life. You're confident in him. You're confident in him. Maybe you don't know Christ in this place as we, uh, we get ready to, to close and you don't have a relationship with him. And I'm talking about this relationship and this confidence you can have. And, and listen, confidence starts with trust. That's what I believe. When you trust something, you'll be confident. Trust in God is established by knowing his son, Jesus Christ.
You can trust him because the Bible, the message of the Bible is, is, is he sent his son to die on a cross for your sins before you ever knew about him. That's what the Bible says. Before you were, were, were perfect, while you were still sinning, that Jesus Christ was dying on a cross for your sins. And he has come here and he's knocking at the door of your heart and he loves you more than you can imagine. And when you begin to understand and grasp that love, you'll begin to have deep-rooted trust in God. And when you have deep-rooted trust in God, you'll develop some godly confidence. It almost feels like cockiness. Like, I'm going to be okay. Because I trust in the one who created the heavens and the earth. He saved me. He's brought me this far. And he's not going to let me down now. He's the author and perfecter of my life. And I can fully trust and follow him. And let me just be honest. That's the hardest step. You can play church your entire life. I go to church. Okay, what does that mean? You can listen to a couple sermons. You can, but man, fully giving your life to the Lord, fully receiving Jesus, fully following him, fully saying you can be the boss. I don't want to be the boss. You can have my life. That's a hard step. But that's the first step. I'm going to yield my life to you. I'm going to stop being in control. I'm going to stop trying to, to, to be the boss of my life. And Jesus, I'm going to give you everything that I have today. I'm going to put my faith in what you did on that cross 2,000 years ago. You died on a cross for my sins. You were placed in a tomb. And on the third day, you rose in power. And it's through you that I become a brand new person. I'm going to fully trust you. That's my first step. That's where confidence is built. I'm going to fully trust you. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, you don't fully trust him. Maybe you play this church thing all the time. You come to church, but you're not fully following him. He's not in charge of your decisions. You're not going to him and asking him, what should I do next? How should I handle this? He's not changing you. Because here's the thing. If you know Christ, you're changing. You're a work in progress. He's continuing to sanctify you, to make you more and more like Jesus. And I need to. I need help. I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's my next step. If that's you and you don't know Christ, uh, you have to, the Bible says you humble yourself before God. You humble yourself. Humility. The Bible says he'll lift you up. So how do we do that in this moment? Well, when nobody looking around, everybody focusing on themselves, Lord, what they got to work on, what they're going through, where they're building trust, how they're gaining confidence. Maybe you don't know the Lord, but you need to. I need to trust him with my life. I need to ask him to forgive my sins. I want to follow him. In a humble manner, you would say, that's me all over this place. Front to back, side to side in Montgomeryville, you would say, that's me. Maybe joining us online, you say, hey, that's me. I need to know Jesus Christ. That's, what, that's the first thing I need to do this year. I need Christ to be my Lord and my Savior. If that's you all over this place, with nobody looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just shoot your hand straight towards heaven and say, I don't know Christ, but I need to. I don't know Christ, but I need to. There's a hand here. There's a hand here. Anybody else? Say, hey, that's me. I don't know Christ. I need him to heal me, forgive me, set me free, forget, uh, uh, give me a new life. I, I, I need him. I need, I need to trust. I need confidence. I need Jesus Christ. Let's begin to pray all over this house. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this day. And Lord, I thank you that we can trust you. Lord, there's people from all walks of life and all seasons, ups and downs, highs and lows. I know we live in a social media world where we have to put our best face forward all the time, but let's just be honest. 
Not all of us are on top of the mountain right now. Some of us are in the valley. Some of our marriages are struggling. Some of our relationship with our kids are suffering. Some of us have gone through disappointments over the last few months. Some of us are walking towards something that literally is going to change our life forever. And Lord, you're outside of every situation that we're going to face. You can be our our Savior. You can be the foundation we build our life on. Lord, we can trust you. We can be confident in you. So Lord, I pray right now that you would just fill this place with that type of faith. That you would create a depth in our spirit, Lord, that understands you're in control. That understands that you're with us through the highs and the lows, through the ups and the downs. And there's a purpose to it. And we're going to learn about that. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to spiritually mature this church. And we're going to come out the other side of this sermon series in this year. Lord, we're going to have experienced you on a deeper level. And Lord, I thank you for those that are responding to your gospel, both here in Montgomeryville. Lord, I thank you right now that as they raise their hand in a humble fashion, the Bible says you'll meet them there. Lord, you're forgiving them. Lord, as they ask, Lord, you're setting them free. You're healing them, and you're making them whole. The Bible says that when they meet you, they become a brand new person, that their sins are forgiven, that their eternity is secured, and that they get to live a, a, a life, the Bible says, and a life to the fullest. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you you're filling them with joy, with peace, with love, with hope. Lord, would you have your way over the next few months? Lord, we have 50 more Sundays after this. Lord, it's hard for us to even understand, but the years move fast. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that for the next 50 Sundays, specifically in 2023, that you would move both in our church and in our lives in a way that we have never, ever experienced before. That you would do what only you could do. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for this day. In your name that we pray. One more time, church. Would you shout amen with me? Shout amen in Montgomeryville. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to our podcast. If you decided to give your life to Jesus after hearing this message or want to learn more about how you can join us in person, visit jrny.church for more resources or to find a location near you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.